the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Wednesday, middle of the weekday, hump day, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday. We got a full show for you today. Uh, this first hour, I'll be looking at uh, some of the major news stories that have been going down over the night, and then we'll uh, get into uh, seven o'clock. We'll have uh, Congressman uh, Hill into the studio at seven. At seven thirty-five, David Horowitz will join us to talk about. His uh, brand new book called uh, Blitz, How President Trump Will Smash the Left and Win. We'll talk to him about that. And at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Joe and Duck. And, uh, you know, we'll take good care of your uh, future horses, your cars. All right. You know, when you look back at the Old West, if you didn't have a horse that was in good shape, if it was lame or whatever... You'd have problems giving, getting around. If you got a car, that's giving you problems. You have problems getting to work. You have problems doing things. So uh, we try to help you keep your car in good running order with Joe and Duck here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show on Wednesdays for a while to talk about things. So l- let's talk about what are the big news stories uh, today. Because a couple of things happened yesterday. Uh, I hope that you got to see the president's speech about uh, police, what he had to say about it, and the families that he has visited that you didn't hear anything about on the national media. Let me let me just, hey, Heidi, did you hear anything at all on the national media about the president talking to some of the families whose members have died at the hands of some rogue police officers over the last couple of weeks? You heard anything? He's visited them. He's gone and saw them. He's talked to them. Be nice if they would tell people that he's done that and um, kind of an interesting thing that they have not. So that's just to let you know that the the mainstream media, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN for its part, and I don't even, I really don't even consider them a news media anymore. They are a, a, a political echo chamber for the left, completely. It's all they are. And and that's when they're doing news as well. You know, as much as a lot of people don't like Fox, let me tell you what, at least when they do the news, they do the news. Uh, they've got a lot of shows on, you know, you got Harris's show and you've got The Five and you've got Tucker Carlson and you've got... 
Laura Croft, and you've got Sean, and those are opinion shows. But during the day, when you see news shows, you get news. That's what you get, and uh, I appreciate them for that. Well, yesterday, the, uh, the president signed an executive order on police reform. Now, a lot of people uh, maybe say, well, why did he sign an executive order? Why didn't he go ahead and, uh, you know, get with Congress and start working on a bill? Well, that's kind of what he's doing. What he's doing is laying out what he thinks needs to be done as far as uh, police reform needs to happen. And then he knows that it's then up to the um, legislature to pass laws. Remember, three branches, co-equal, each with the ability to, uh, you know, cancel the other out in our federal government. Got the executive, that's the presidency. You have the, the legislative uh, branch, which is the House and the Senate. And we'll talk about some of the, what we're going to talk about here uh, over the next couple of minutes uh, with uh, Congressman Hill. Uh, and the legislature makes law, and then the Supreme Court breaks the law against the supreme uh, against the constitution they're not supposed to make law like they did the other day they're supposed to break law against the constitution but uh, anyway uh, they they go out of their way to to legislate as well they become kind of a secondary legislative branch on their on their own so the order tied funding through grants from the federal government to reform efforts within local police departments. You know, giving money out to uh, police departments across the United States so that they can make changes. It would also create a database of police misconduct. Uh, It coordinates the sharing of information between and among federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial law enforcement agencies concerning instances of excessive use of force related to law enforcement matters, accounting for, uh, you know, privacy and due process rights. The uh, Washington Post said this, the U.S. Attorney General shall allocate discretionary grants only to those state and local law enforcement agencies that have sought or are in the process of seeking appropriate credentials from a federally certified body. It also directs the Attorney General to create a national database concerning instances of excessive use of force related to law enforcement matters, accounting for privacy and due process rights. That's what I just said. So the Washington Post told you that this morning uh, in their, their articles uh, today ab- about this. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Now, the Democrats have politicized everything. It's a presidential election year. They have politicized everything. Pelosi has already said this, that she's throwing this on the, on the garbage heap and, and setting it on fire. So, you know, she's, 
She doesn't want anything to do with it. She's not going to give the, the chance for the president to have a, a win on this subject. He already has a win on this subject. Uh, the, the win that happened happened earlier, if you remember, when they went in and started looking at uh, prison sentences that were different for black defendants versus white defendants and uh, went in and started changing those things and he started letting people out of jail that shouldn't have been in jail for the length of time that their serve uh, their sentences uh, were get uh, given to them so he's already done that so he's one step up on the democrats uh, he did he did something to help uh, un undo what uh, at that point senator joe biden took place in with the three strikes you're out rulings and all of that so the president already can can uh, show that to the american people and to african americans as well you know to say to them hey look specifically the african americans they're americans by the way uh so that uh, he could go ahead and uh, say, see, I've already understood some of the problems that we have, and I I made a move to get that taken care of. So now it's up to the to the House and to the Senate to be able to uh, to change uh, the laws. They write the laws. The president does not write the laws. For instance, uh, if President Trump would not win re-election in November, some other president goes in, uh, Joe Biden, God help us, uh, they go in and then uh, he can write an executive order that overrides the executive order that the president has uh, has written. So uh, it's up to the legislature to write law. Now, what does Schumer say? You know, he's the minority leader in in the Senate. He says he'll have nothing to do with this. He'll have nothing to do with what the president wants to do as far as changing and reforming uh, policing in America. Won't even meet with the president about it. This is what I told you. This is the whole thing about politicizing uh, a subject and not letting the other side look like they're making uh, significant gains and doing positive things for the American, you know, damn the American people. I mean, that, that's exactly what this uh, politicization is all about. It's just damn the American people. It's, it's, it's party politics. It's, um, you know, inside the beltway politics. It's power politics. And, we're, and look, the, Dem- the Republicans have done this as well. Uh, and and it's at that point it's like well the American people have put up with this maybe uh, injustices for uh, a, a while they can put up with, for it a little while longer while we uh, fight this out to see who's going to have control uh, in uh, in politics is it going to be the Republicans is it going to be the Democrats well the Democrats right now are standing on the wrong side of history and they know it they know it all right let's get a break we'll come back more news out there for you right now you know is there things like uh we want to talk about roe versus wade uh and religious liberty 
uh, dealing on, you know, that we saw happen on Monday with the Supreme Court. We want to talk a little bit about that. And then I want to talk about a commentary uh, that was written by the uh, magazine commentary because they said something today that I've been saying Monday and Tuesday. Uh, You'll remember Monday I was quoting 1984 left and right to you. And then I mentioned it again yesterday. I'm not the only one that's understanding that it's happening for real now. And we'll talk about that as well. We've got uh, 18 minutes after 6. We need traffic. We need weather or you need it. You need to get on to work on time. You need to know where you don't want to be driving in case there's a big wreck we'll find out all about that and it's going to be hot today i'll just tell you that it's going to be sunny today it's going to be the kind of day that i love and uh, we'll find out just how hot it will get today when we come back here on the dave ellswick show all right back on the dave ellswick show and uh, i want to move into this um, article that was in commentary because they're right on um, I'm I'm really excited that people are writing are beginning to write about all this. They're not quoting 1984. They don't. Maybe they don't even realize they're quoting 1984. But they're quoting the book 1984, which is probably, as far as I'm concerned, a book that shows just exactly how communists and now even socialists hold on to power, get power, and hold on to power. Because right now you're seeing some things happening, as Commentary Magazine calls it, you're seeing a great unraveling going on in process. This is not just about injustice. This is a lot about changing America and its core. You're seeing some major changes going on right now that should frighten you. I know they frighten me. And before they come to complete fruition, I'll probably be taking a dirt nap. Best way that I can put that. Uh, However, my children are going to see the results of this. And my grandchildren will definitely see the results of this. And by the time my uh, grandchildren, uh, the children of my grandchildren see things happen, uh, it will be too late to save America. In fact, I think that we may have already made our way past the tipping point. We have an opportunity still. But I'm not seeing the side that believes in truth, the side who wants to see the truth taught to our children standing up yet. I don't see the 21st century hard hats right now that I saw in the late 20th century. Uh, This rolling crime rate wave that's going on, I mean, when you see things happening in Seattle, the things that you have seen happen in New York, the things that you have seen happen in D.C., 
things that have happened in Nashville, things that have happened down in Texas and Austin. I mean, this has been moving across the nation. I mean, this whole this whole thing about, you know, uh, the, the, the homeless and letting them take over your city and letting them defecate in the streets and uh, letting them just make the quality of life like in San Francisco and L.A., you know, taking it down where the people don't even want to go shopping at all downtown now because they're covered up by these people. And don't tell me it's because those cities haven't done anything for the homeless. They've tried. And the homeless does not want their solution. They want only their uh, solution. You got anarchists, insurrectionists, seizing territory and saying it's theirs and theirs alone. For instance, in Seattle, you know, taking over, I guess now it's down to like three blocks. It was six blocks. Uh, the the mayor talked to him and he says, well, look, I'll give you this three blocks. Well, what do you tell the business owner who's put, you know, who, who's, who's, you know, done his sweat and his blood uh, into his uh, business that now uh, some anarchists are going to tell him the way it uh, is going to be. And, you know, what's really interesting about it all, these people who will tell you they want freedom give nobody else any freedom. It's totalitarianism in those areas. It's a few people calling all the shots. You have in Minneapolis and other cities a campaign to, you know, unfund the police, enfeeble them, make it so that they can't do their jobs. And uh, some cities are looking to eliminate the police, saying that the collective, that's a word that the, the socialists love to use, the collective will have now full legitimacy, and they're the ones that will do uh, the uh, uh, the policing. Heidi, we do we have the time to play that little cut that we have about calling nine one one in some of these cities now? Do we have time to do that? She's taking a look. Yeah the 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 cut that we had of nine one one. Do we do we have time to play that before the bottom of the hour? Nine one one. What is go. your emergency? I need help. There's some people outside. I think they're trying to break into my garage. They're breaking into your home right now. Yeah. Can you send some police? What kind of police? What do you mean, what kind of police? Due to recent policy changes regarding police brutality, we need to ensure that the officers we send out are guaranteed to not be viewed as racist, trigger-happy, discriminatory in the event of a violent confrontation. So, Can you just send someone to help? I don't know what these people want. My family is here and... 
Oh my God, they just got into the garage. Please send some help. In order to send help, I need to know what race the perpetrators are, their age, their sexual orientation, what gender they are. Do they have a criminal record? Are they on drugs? If they are armed, and if so, what are they armed with? I don't care about any of that. Send help now. Sir, we cannot send white officers out there if the perpetrators breaking into your home are non-Caucasian. I can't send officers out there with guns if the alleged burglars are not armed. So, I need to know. Sir? Sir? Now, well, well, what there you go. That, that's where we're getting to. Isn't that what we're getting to? Literally. That's where we're, we're going to. There's areas of this country that you're going to call 911 and they're going to have that litany for you when you call in. You know, in Kentucky, the governor has vowed to provide free health care, but only to one racial group. Look it up for yourself. That's your that's your homework assignment this morning. Go take a look at that. It's unbelievable. In the private sector, companies like Uber Eats have pledged their commitment to a policy of race conscious discrimination as well. I'll talk more about all of this when we come back. Got to get your news to you. Let's bring you up to what's going on around the world. And uh, we'll do that right now. SRN News has it for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Now, as far as the uh, executive order on policing and police reform that the president uh, signed yesterday, I'm going to have uh, Congressman French Hill on coming up at about 7.06. He's going to be in studio today. And he will talk specifically about that and give you his thoughts on it and what's happening in Congress uh, to deal with it. Uh, But I want to go back and finish up talking about this commentary from Commentary Magazine dealing with what's happening in America and that this culture war that's happening uh, is a full frontal press uh, by the left to change America completely as we know it. Uh, President Barack Obama said that when he took over as president that he was out to change America, and he did. He changed a lot of things. And now we have President Trump in who has tried to unravel some of the things that President Obama was doing, uh, and by unraveling some of the things that the former president did, he was able to uh, fire up the economy again. And a lot of people who had no job suddenly had jobs again. And a lot of people who were minorities, in fact, not only had jobs, but they got increases in pay in the jobs that they had and then uh, the uh, COVID-19 happened to shut down the economy and uh, we know where we're at right now and the left has seen their opportunity and they have seized it the Democrats have seen their opportunity to try to win back the White House and they're trying to seize it and uh, 
it's kind of a back to the future thing that they want to do. So you've got social justice mobs now. This has been going on for some time. But I'm, I'm going to give you a, a great example of the stupidity of some of the social justice mobs. Uh, the Cartoon Network was attacked because they were showing a Warner Brothers cartoon, Speedy Gonzalez. Do you remember Speedy Gonzalez, Heidi? I don't know if you even would remember it now. And I'm looking, and then she's saying, no, I don't remember that. Okay, it was about Speedy Gonzalez was a mouse that was really, really fast, and uh, he would take care of these cats that were plaguing his towns and things of that nature. And some of his friends uh, were stereotypical uh, Hispanics that they were showing. You know, they always wanted to take the siesta and, and all of that. No speedy. You know, they had the big sombreros on and all of that kind of stuff. And the social justice mob says, you can't show that. You can't be putting that on television for kids to see that. You're laughing at a whole group of people uh, because of stereotypes. So they pulled it from Cartoon Network. So they pulled it here in the United States. During that same time, do you know what the number one cartoon was in Mexico? Speedy Gonzalez. Do the history. Go look it up. It's true. Uh, it was the number one cartoon. They weren't shocked by it. They weren't, you know, uh, they didn't feel bad about it. They thought it was funny. And, uh, but uh, the people here, the people who weren't even uh, Hispanic or of Mexican ancestry uh, weren't attacking the Cartoon Network. It was the social justice warriors. You know where social justice got its start? Heidi, I got to ask you this. Do you know where social justice, the, uh, the, 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 ide- the ideology of social justice got its start? No, tell me. Philander Smith, right here in Little Rock. That's where ACORN got started. Philander Smith. If you ask me, that's not teaching, you know, facts. That's not teaching people to go out and be able to secure employment. Uh, That's just teaching activists. And that's where Philander Smith is at. Yeah, I think they've taken down that big sign used to be up there about social justice. But they've taken their aim at freedom of expression. They invent new heresies daily that we're supposed to bow down to them. You can't say that. You can't do a cartoon about that. You can't say a movie about that. Let's look at some of the things that have just happened recently. Uh, HBO started HBO Max. And uh, for a time, uh, one of the movies that you could not get on HBO Max was Gone with the Wind. Now you can get gone with the wind. However, 
before the movie comes up, you're subjected to a lesson in history and told what you're to think about the movie Gone with the Wind. And I'm sure that the, you know, I'm sure they'll go after movies that, you know, feature smoking. I mean, I laugh now when I, I see the uh, rankings come up about uh, a movie about whether it's, uh, you know, PG, PG-13, R, or maybe uh, even unrated, or X. To give, you, to give you an idea of how things have changed, Uh, in our country Midnight Cowboy you ever seen that movie people watch that movie it's about uh, you know uh, pimps and and their uh, prostitutes male and female you ever watched Midnight Cowboy Heidi never seen the movie Uh, stars John Voight and Dustin Hoffman, it's great. It's a great movie. Brenda Vaccaro. Uh, I went and saw it when it first came out in the theaters. Do you know that was rated X when it was re- released? That was an X-rated movie because of the subject matter of uh, pimps and and whores and and uh, you know men working the streets and things of that nature. Well, also uh, that this is just like uh, some random Hollywood knowledge, but the Hayes Code, which was you know kind of the the standard to keep movies kind of wholesome and mm-hmm. friendly you know that yeah. was starting to uh those restrictions were starting to go away and so that's why like the movies from the early 60s are very different to the kind of content that was being shown on the movie screens by the time you hit midnight cowboy in 1969 and that's why you have such you know different you know you know what violence it's rated, you know what it's rated now what pg no way. Yes. Wow. PG. Huh. That's what it's rated now. Okay. And uh, and that, but that's the reason, you know, the, the social justice warriors are out there telling you that, you know, that's something that you, you know, you need to talk about because those are people that have, they're sex workers and they shouldn't be looked down on because they're sex workers. I, I thought it was interesting here just a few months back, Steven Spielberg's adopted daughter, uh, uh, Kate Capshaw, his wife, told them that she was going to be a sex worker. And Steven Spielberg didn't know what to say because if he would have come out and said, you know, this breaks our heart, blah, 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 blah. People would have attacked them for not being inclusive enough as far as their daughter was uh, concerned. And yet, if he, he didn't say that some of that, of what she was doing wasn't what he wanted for her, uh, if he didn't say something, uh, then uh, some of the social justice people say, don't you love your daughter? I mean, that's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. And that's where the social justice mobs are taking us. Uh, 
they force forced confessions. A perfect example of this that has happened just recently is what happened to the quarterback of the Saints, Drew Brees, when he came out and said that he didn't have respect for anybody who took a knee uh, when the, uh, towards the American flag. Now, I, I've told you what I believe the American flag, uh, what it is, as far as it is there to remind us what we uh, aspire to. Maybe we haven't made it yet, but we aspire to a certain thing that's in the uh, the, the national uh, anthem. And or not the national anthem, but the flag itself. So you you sit there and you and you look at uh, what's going on with people taking a knee and whatever, and for whatever reason they don't understand. Here's what the flag stands for. Here's why people fight for it. Here's why people die for it. But they don't care. You know they have no respect for the flag, and that's what Drew Brees said. I. I could never take a knee uh, to our flag. And he was inundated. People attacked him left and right because he said it. Sports writers, other sports figures. He wasn't allowed to have his own opinion at all. He had and was forced to stand in front of the star court of these people and had to to say that he was sorry. He didn't mean to uh, make people feel b- bad. So what we have is we have a group of people who are rewriting things. In the commentary it says, to rewrite the present, the mob has rewritten the past. They have forced on us a distorted and grotesque version of American history, which they have done. In 1984, one of the most famous quotes out of the book is this. He who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. Orwell saw this all too clearly. Orwell hated communism, and he was talking about what the communists was doing, uh, were doing. He hated the fascists. They'd already seen what the fascists had done, the book burnings and all the rest. The same thing happens now with, quote, social justice warriors. I'm going to tell you, if they could walk in and pull out books and just bring them out front and start burning them, they would. I mean, you don't have to burn a movie. All you got to do is make it impossible to see. Academy Award-winning song came from the movie Song of the South. You can't even find that hardly to buy a copy of it to watch it because it dealt with Uncle Remus. I'll finish up my talk this morning on this. I, 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 I really feel deeply about this because America is being changed. It is being changed. Where war is called peace and freedom is really slavery. 
That's what we're seeing happening in our country today. And it is up to you and to me to stand up to stop it. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Let's finish it up for this first hour. Don't forget that uh, Congressman Hill will be with us here in just a few moments. Let me give you another one from 1984, and this this resonates today. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Let me read that to you one more time. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. So what should we be standing for? Uh, Commentary had some different ideas. I added a few of my ideas in as well. I think uh, these are the things that we must fight against. I I can't believe that I'm fighting for freedom of expression again. I fought about it in the 60s uh, when the right was, uh, you know, trying to censor people. Now I'm fighting again because the left is trying to censor. Censorship cannot be allowed. It cannot be allowed. Freedom of expression must be allowed to be the rule of the law of our country. A plurality of opinion in the public square. We all have to feel that the right to voice a minority opinion is equal in every aspect to the right to voice a majority opinion. You have to reject the public policing of opinion in all of its forms. That means no more cancel culture. That has to die. I'm talking to the young today. I'm just telling you, you cancel things today, the time will come when you're totally out of control and everybody will be canceling out the things that you believe. We have got to let people have freedom to live the lives that they want to live. We have to be able to air available facts and data on all topics. We should welcome all impartial findings that may serve to advance discussion. No objective facts should be beyond the bounds of deliberation and debate. We have to reject cancel culture and all that it entails. We have to renounce enemies lists, online media mobs, and professional scalp hunters. We've got to stop that. We have to draw some very clear, bright lines between speech and violence. Now, I stand that speech spoken or written, no matter how egregious, is not equivalent to any way to violence. Similarly, that would mean that physical violence is not a mode of speech. Throwing a Molotov cocktail does not take the place of the freedom of speech. 
an absolute rejection of political violence. We have to believe that lawlessness, even in the service of a just cause, is wrong. No exceptions or excuses. Now, I'm hoping that as you've listened to me talk this morning and, and let me do my thing, because, I mean, I've been doing it for 20 years now here in Little Rock, that you'll join me. It's gone too far. It has to stop. But the only way to have it stopped is you've got to stand up and speak out. But you cannot embrace what the left is doing and say that that it, it makes it excusable to do violence, uh, you know, as far as that's concerned. You just can't do it that way. You know, Dr. King was right. You know, using violence, all that will do is set you back. The Bible is right. Don't pay evil with evil. So will you join me? Will you help me break the cancel culture? And if you're part of the cancel culture, listen to what you say. You're wanting power. That's what you want. You want power. And then when you get it, you're not going to want to give it up. That's dangerous. We got the congressman coming up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Congressman French Hill to join us from District 2 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We uh, got several things we want to talk to him about. Uh, The first thing, the president yesterday signed an executive order dealing with policing. It looked pretty good to me. I think that what the president had to say was good. Uh, I think people didn't realize that he had been in touch with many of the families that have uh, suffered here recently uh, because of overzealous and rogue police officers. Uh, the media hadn't reported on it. I know that. And uh, was interesting to hear what he had to say about it. Uh, the Democrats shot it down completely. Pelosi said it's a non-starter, basically, for her. Uh, Schumer said the same thing. And so let's talk to to Congressman French Hill, because 
you got to find a place to start. It sounded to me like the president gave them a place to start. They're not interested. They're going to politicize it, aren't they? Uh, Dave, that's what Nancy Pelosi gets up in the morning thinking about is how to take advantage of the situation and always politicize. He's the most political person I've ever known. And Schumer is just not engaged. He's not even a player in this debate. What President Trump has done is step up on some of the best ideas that have come up. I went back and looked at a 2015 President Obama 21st century policing set of recommendations. President Obama, 21st century policing. And these good ideas that President Trump's put in his executive order uh, are in that report and in the work that uh, Tim Scott, who's a great senator from South Carolina, who's been a real leader on this issue, uh, has also developed a consensus list of things. So actually, President Trump's ideas are consensus views across police departments, across the Justice Department, and many on both sides of the political aisle. Yeah, I mean, he dealt with chokeholds, for instance, and I think we all can agree that chokeholds should not be used in any capacity except when the officer's life is in danger. Now, I can understand at that point, all bets are off at that point. Uh, if you're fighting for your life, you're going to, you know, scratch and bite and, and, and do everything you have to do to protect your own life. But it was that just in everyday policing, you're not supposed to use the, the, the chokehold at all. But the, the Speaker of the House, she didn't even say anything about that. She just said, this, you know, we're not going to do it. I forget what exactly she said, but it was very hateful what she had to say. And Schumer was the same way. I mean, yeah, Schumer, Schumer described it as, you know, weak tea and chokeholds are the centerpiece of what Nancy Pelosi has been talking about the last two weeks. So that's what's the hypocr- hypocrisy about it. Well, the hypocrisy is that she called chokeholds <clears throat> lynchings. She called it a lynching uh, yeah. the other day. I mean, come on. I mean, it seems to me that the Democrats will not do anything uh, to further uh, discussion and come to some agreements on reforms for policing, and there's some reforms. Uh, The big reform I'd like to see is uh, I'd like to see no-knock searches go away. I've I've just seen too many of those go wrong because maybe um, information is wrong to the to the police officers, and they end up breaking into some innocent person's house, and, you know, they, they go to protect themselves, and they end up dead because of it. I think that we got to figure out a different way of, of, of doing that. Is, is this just a non-starter now? Are the Democrats at all going to come to the table about this subject at all? No, I think they will, because there's some good, solid bipartisan ideas here and constructive people like President Trump in this issue and Tim Scott from South Carolina are demonstrating out in front with concrete ideas and getting out in the media and talk about them uh, that uh, Pelosi, who has not released any bill text, she's just been holding press conferences and condemning uh, the Trump administration. It shows that we can pull a bipartisan set of members to support common sense ideas, as I say, that are supported by the Heritage Foundation, supported by the uh, Obama 21st policing, 21st century policing task force of five years ago. So let's find consensus here 
and help build trust uh, between our communities and the police force. That's an issue that's of interest to me, because we do so much right here in Arkansas, uh, is this idea that the Tim Scott has approached and President Trump touched on yesterday. I've endorsed a bill on it as well, which allows a a record to be kept of people who are bad cops. We have 800,000 policemen in uniform, men and women who get up every day to protect us. They work for 12,000 different police departments across 3,000 counties. And we're condemning these defund the police leftists are condemning the hard work and valor of these uh, men and women in blue when the issue is what? The issue is in in a few communities, in a few departments, we have bad actors Mm. that ruin the reputation of others. And this sort of record keeping of someone who has a bad record at one police department would help uh, police do better recruiting and hiring and not hire you know, someone who doesn't belong in a police department. And I think that's a good idea. Uh, it also has been recommended by conservatives and uh, uh, people on the left for years, too. And that's where the president was coming from yesterday in his executive order uh, on a database for tracking terminations or criminal convictions of against law enforcement officers. And it's where Tim Scott's been coming from, too. So that's an idea that's got bipartisan support. Yeah, and and rightly so. Uh, let me touch on a third rail that a lot of people don't like to touch on. I'm a big supporter of the FOPs, but in, at times the FOPs have been their greatest enemies in that uh, they protect bad cops at times. Uh, is it, Do we have to open up lines of communications with the FOP and get them to understand, yeah, we want to protect people's jobs, and we understand that sometimes uh, people go overboard, but we have to make sure that we're not going overboard to protect bad apples. Well, look, I know the Fraternal Order Police here is an outstanding organization that prides itself in certification. We have a great police training academy here for our police department in, in Little Rock, and then we have an outstanding law enforcement academy here in the state. This is about making sure that our officers have the training and tactics to do a job in the right way. And I think that's where President Trump's coming from in training dollars, uh, in these incentives, uh, to make sure that people have uh, the right policies in place. And if I were a member of the FOP, I wouldn't want my reputation tarnished by a repeat offender who somebody just doesn't belong in a law enforcement agency. I agree. So, yeah. I, I really do. I think they agree with that as well, Congressman. Uh, but uh, I do know this, and, and you know this as well, too, that sometimes people get power and they don't want to relinquish power and they think that uh, they got to stand up on some things when really they should stand down. And uh, the powerful thing to do is to do what I would say sometimes is the right thing to do. Let's talk about dismantling police departments. When we hear that, you don't know what the other side is really talking about. They could be talking about just cutting funds. They could be talking about uh, literally getting rid of their police departments, which is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard of. Well, I think those on the left, uh, the far left that are behind many of these protests and just anarchy you see it in seattle you see it other places yeah they want to get rid of the police department they think society will be better 
who is hurt by that? Our families, uh, families in the toughest neighborhoods, families under the toughest conditions. Uh, and you see this sort of sanctimony of the far left and defund the police. So unfortunately, I think, yes, I think a lot of people on the left really think they want to defund the police, get rid of it. They want to defund the military. They want to get rid of immigration enforcement. That's just who these people are. They're not in touch with reality. And the people they claim they're advocating for will be hurt the most by such a radical proposal. For others, it's making sure that we're doing what we should do in our education systems, in our civic engagement systems, in community policing, in building a better community. And look, Dave, every one of us has that responsibility. Yep. It's not passed on high. This isn't something passed on high. This is what we do every day as citizens in our local towns. We have that responsibility to have a good mayor, a good city council, make sure they hire a good police chief, make sure they have the right policies and procedures, make sure they're talking to our neighborhood associations. That's not passed, as I say, from on high. That is every citizen's responsibility. How do we get past this part of, you know, people are being violent and and saying that it's some kind of speech that they have. I just spoke about that in the last hour, that violence is not speech. Uh, but you have a group, for instance, that literally shut down four Walmarts and a Sam's Club over the weekend, and I didn't see our mayor here in Little Rock do anything to stop it. It's as if, and, and this is happening all over the country, they're afraid to do anything. They're afraid they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, we, you remember the hard hats back in the, yep. in the late 60s. It's time for the silent majority to stand up again, Congressman. Yeah, we, we, we welcome. If somebody wants to go out on Sunday at Cantrell Road and uh, Chennault Parkway and stand on the public sidewalk as people come and go and express their views on matters of national importance, like uh, equal justice under the law and uh, community policing, go for it. But you don't go on private property and block families who are desperate to try to get out on a Sunday afternoon and get the food for their family for the next week and block them from going in a private business in a grocery store and intimidate them. I just don't support that. I think it's wrong. I think uh, the police should have uh, politely and courteously and appropriately invited uh, those protesters out on the public sidewalk to carry on their uh, mission. And um, it's not doing anything to honor the loss and, and, uh, and murder and learn from the George Floyd or any other crisis uh, by doing that. You're not winning people to your side by shutting them down for that quick trip they have to make to help their family out at Walmart. You so, know, go ahead. Uh, that's my view of it. Yeah, and it seems to me that the majority of Americans, I'm not saying that there's not a minority out there, but there is a majority of Americans who believe in law and order and they're white, black, Asian, they're all kinds of people out there. And sooner or later, as you know and I know, because we've seen it happen in the past, they're going to get tired of this crap. Well, I think they're, as, as I say, they're already tired of it. We want we want our communities to respond and be responsive, and that's what I see happening in, in Little Rock. We see collaboration. One of the top ideas coming out of President Trump and out of uh, President Obama and out of the Heritage Foundation 
was diversion, help those who are uh, alcoholics, uh, drug, drug addicts, or have a behavioral health problem. Instead of making our men and women in blue pick them up and put them in the back of the car and take them to the jail, let's have a diversion plan where they get medical care. Well, guess who has that? We have that here in Pulaski County. It operates right there under Eric Higgins, our great sheriff at the Pulaski County. We have a diversion holding clinic there where they get help from a UAMS doctor. And the training has gone well with our sheriffs, has gone well with our cops. They appreciate it. They don't want to be uh, in the babysitting business to take a word from them. They want to help these people get the medical treatment they need so they can be back out on their beat uh, and so that's the kind of good idea that we do right here in Little Rock that we're talking about on a national basis now. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, I'd like to talk to you about the partnership of KARK4 and Fox 16 News, uh, the Victory Over Violence Coalition. Uh, let you have a little time to talk about that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our guest, Congressman French Hill from District 2, will continue with our conversation when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, our guest is Congressman French Hill. He joins us every Wednesday at 7.05 to uh, talk to us about the, the number one issues facing the country, facing our state, uh, and what's going on in Congress to take care of those issues. You have uh, tied yourself to the Victory Over Violence Coalition, which is a partnership of KARK4 News and Fox 16 News. Uh, what does this coalition stand for? Well, Dave, uh, I really appreciate uh, KARK4 and Fox 16 for consistently holding meetings in the community, bringing all sides together, the police, uh, the city government officials, neighborhood associations, our faith community, our uh uh, young people, organizations, sports groups, uh, all with an eye of how do we stop uh, the killing uh, of young people by young people frequently right here in our home city. Uh, it was spurred after the terrible uh, shootout at the at the nightclub uh, three years ago or so. And I just appreciate them sustaining these meetings and having these conversations. They involve the community talking to the community about having a safer, better community, and what do we need to do to keep people from uh, resorting to violence. And, uh, look, we've got to value life in this country, and uh, I pray for it every day, and one that's every aspect of life. And one thing is to not resort to violence like we see in our cities, uh, Chicago being the worst, of course where people are just killed relentlessly every night, every day. And uh, so it takes community partnership, and that's why I appreciate what Channel 4 and Fox 16 are doing. So what do you see? You're heading back to Washington, D.C. You know, give us the temperature of what you're seeing there. And, uh, you know, are we going to be able to put out the fires that are going in the United States, or, or are we in for another 1968 long, hot summer? I think if we can have consensus, uh, Dave, on bipartisan uh, across-the-aisle reforms uh, for police reform that build on the things we've talked about this morning, <clears throat> that will go a long way to de-escalate uh, the violence that we've seen across the country. And we need local community leaders 
on the same page in that regard. Uh, and I think we need to be uh, focused when we're back in Washington on what else we need to do to deal with uh, fighting the virus and getting our economy back to full capacity. If people have work and they have a job and they haven't been pent up uh, under all the stress of the last three months, that too will help people have a sense of well-being and balance. And and, uh, I think that will help our country as well. All right, Congressman, we're out of time. I thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for that. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday. All the best, Dave. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Congressman French Hill from District 2 here on the Dave Ellswick Show, talking about the issues of the day. Hey, don't forget about PI Roofing. They're wanting to help you out. Uh, If you have problems with your roof, they will take care of it for you. Keep your social distancing. You know, they're very aware of COVID-19. They've taken steps to keep you safe and to keep their workers safe. But the main thing that they're doing is with those steps, they still do their job uh, to keep you, uh, you know, dry because your roof is the last barrier to Mother Nature. So you don't want Mother Nature in your house. You want Mother Nature outside your house. And that's what PI Roofing does. Uh, They'll come out, walk your roof, take a look, find the problems, Work with your insurance company, and if you need a new roof, you'll get a new roof. If you just need to have some shingles replaced, if you just need to have one small section of your roof replaced, they'll take care of that as well. All you have to do is call them, 707-3554, 707-3554, or visit them online at piroofing.com. Got a special guest coming up in the next half hour. Uh, joining us will be David Horowitz. You've heard him before here on my show. He's a New York Times best-selling author. New book out, Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. We'll find out why he feels that way when we return. David Horowitz is on the Dave Ellswick Show next, right here at 1011 FM, The Answer. But before we get to that, we got El Rushbo coming. He's up next. Let's go hear what he has to say. All right, back. Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget that if you, um, let me just give you a number, $287,619. What would you do with that kind of money in your retirement? Probably a lot of different things. Maybe do some traveling, go see your grandkids, whatever. Uh, but that's how much, uh, that's just how much. You could save in taxes with uh, your IRA and 401ks, but with tax planning and those strategies provided by David Lucas Financial, you can save that money. That's right, right right now, right right here in Little Rock. Uh, Learn exactly how much money you could save with a free retirement tax analysis. If you've saved more than $250,000, Be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free analysis now at 501-222-3315. Remember, it's not how much money you've saved. It's how much money you have during retirement. Do you have an IRA or a 401k? If you do, learn how much money in taxes you could save by calling 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through the David Lucas Financial 
uh, organization in Arkansas, registered investment uh, advisor. And I know David very well. Uh, he is very, very good and very, very thorough. You should give him a call and do that uh, today. We're always lucky when we get David Horowitz on. David or Horowitz has been around for a while. He'll be the first to admit it. And he has seen a lot of things going on uh, in this country over the years that he has been observing and writing about it. I think we're in one of the most serious times in our nation. I mean, I remember 68. I was still I was still a young whippersnapper, but I still remember it. But I got to tell you, now things are really getting out of hand. And he's written a new book. It's called Blitz. You're reading the polls. You're hearing the pundits. Trump is trailing Biden. I don't be, I don't believe it. Uh, but uh, he's got his new book. It's called Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win by David Horowitz. He's a New York Times bestselling author. David, how are you today, my man? Well, it's mixed. I'm having my book is doing very well. Good. But the, con- but the country is not. Um, you're right. This is one of the worst moments in American history. The last time we had a national political party um, that opposed the uh, duly elected president of the United States was Abraham Lincoln. It was the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is treason. And that's exactly what Nancy Pelosi's party has done since the, uh, actually starting before the 2016 election. So my book is a guide to what's happening here, that Democrats use everything as a way of getting rid of Trump. They blame the COVID virus on him, uh, although only governors, governors control the health care system. Uh, and of course, the worst states are all Democrat states. They blame uh, what they describe as an epidemic of, you know, shooting of blacks, uh, killing of blacks in custody. When every every city where there's been uh, an incident, every city that's been set on fire is 100 percent controlled by the Democrat yeah. Party. There's a Republican in sight. Uh, and we don't even know that there was a racial dimension uh, to these killings. Uh, you know, take George Floyd. Four cops have been indicted uh, for murder. One of them is African-American. One of them is Asian. How is that racist? Uh, just, we don't know the motives of the cop who had his knee on the neck of George Floyd, who was a career criminal and may have died from fentanyl and covid rather than from that knee. We don't, we don't know because there hasn't been a trial, but we have that what we have now is a lynch mob called Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the Democrat Party, where if you're white, you're guilty before the facts, and if you're black, you're innocent, even if the facts show you're guilty. Um, my book, Blitz, starts with... Uh, the question, why did they call Trump a white supremacist um, from the get-go, from, you know, the time he ran? Uh, 
I agree. He was a public figure for 30 years. Nobody describes him as a white. Well, maybe the racist Al Sharpton did. Uh, just the spiritual leader of Black Lives Matter. Um, but nobody referred to or looked at Trump. He was a buddy of the Clintons. He went to their wedding. He gave to all liberal causes. The reason that they did is because the Democrat, and this is how my book opens, it's the Democrat Party has a dirty secret that they have to protect. And that secret is that the Democrat Party controls every major inner city in America, every killing field, Detroit, Chicago, Baltimore, St. Louis. These are all 100% controlled by the Democrat Party and have been for 50 to 100 years. And along comes Trump and addresses the black community and says, what have you got to lose by voting for me? You've got 58% unemployment, no jobs, uh, rotten schools that don't teach your kids, uh, and poverty galore. Every injustice in the inner city, Democrats are responsible for. Just as they're responsible for whatever happened in Minneapolis, for <laughs> Atlanta has been run by black Democrats for whatever it is, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, so that this, this it's a gigantic scam, and when it's being used, it's being used by the left. And I describe this left in my book, Blitz. As you know, my parents were communists. I spent the first uh, my misspent youth was in the political left, um, and I spent the rest of my life atoning for that. But I know the left really well. It's malicious. It lies. Um, and my book Blitz documents all this. I mean, it's a, it's a really a swift book. It's yeah, it's, it's a great book. Well, yeah. thank you. It's one of those books that you start reading, you cannot put it down. Because you, breathe, you okay. just, every page breathes the truth, David. It really does. Well, I, you know, in a way, I call myself a second thoughter. That's, that's how... Uh, I and my friends who left the left described ourselves. But Trump is a second thoughter, too. As I say, he was pretty liberal for most of his life. So that gives us, we paid our dues, as it were. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, most people are silent now. This is one of the reasons I think Trump will win. People are, are, you know, biting their tongues as they watch what's going on. This incredible assault on the police, which will hurt black people the most. <laughs> because if you're poor and black, uh, the only protection you have is, is the police. Um, but what it does is it gives people like us a license to, to say what's actually happening. And most people, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't want to say, um, what I said about the George Floyd thing, that he's a criminal, and that um, it, it's not a racist incident. Breonna Taylor is not a race. Name me one source that's identified identified the race of the cops who who killed Breonna Taylor. They could have been all black for all we know. We just don't know. Yeah, the I. Attack is, 
I got to tell you, you know, what, David, I, I talked yeah. about that just the other day. I was reading some different stories and uh, was reading that they, um, I forget which where it was at. There's been these shootings now. Uh, I think it was the one that was in front of Wendy's uh, the other day. And, and the, the, the uh, inebriated guy tried to run away. And, and they named the shooter as being a white guy. They made sure that you knew that the, uh, the, the uh, person who was, uh, you know, uh, the victim Shot. was black. But they didn't tell you. They, they named the police chief, didn't say what color she was. I had to identify oh, uh, for my listeners. The police is black. The mayor is black. The city council president is black. Come on. Yeah. It's Atlanta. Yeah. You know, this country is so beyond racism. How how, but, uh, how about in Atlanta? Party needs it. They use race as a weapon. Look, we have a terror caucus. One of the things I describe in, in my book, Blitz, is the terror caucus in the House. Ilhan Omar, you know, her father was a propagandist for a vicious dictator um, in Ethiopia. Um, Rashid... Uh, Rashida Tlaib is mm-hmm. another. She's a black race. They, they're both racist. They both do fundraisers for terrorist organizations. Yeah, they're anti-Semites. Uh, they're they're Jew haters. Yeah, and uh, and Omar Pelosi put her on the Foreign Affairs Committee where she has top security clearance. And you know that she, you know, she thought nine eleven was a just punishment for America's sins. Um, but if you go after her, she's black, so you can't touch her. It just—it's just terrible. Um, It—it's a dagger aimed at the heart of the American system, which is a wonderful system. Let's we let's let's talk about that. Dave, their character, not their skin color. Well, that's what that's what Dr. King said. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and continue with David Horowitz here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's, uh, you know, we're at a point right now that we've only got about 12 minutes left with him. So uh, we want to get the break in and get back and have those 12 minutes of uh, hearing some lucid talk, talk, talk and thought here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our guest, David Horowitz, renowned conservative commentator, New York Times bestselling author. His new book is called Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. Some other books that has... Uh, just been published by david over the last year or two uh, big agenda president trump's plan to save america and dark agenda the war to destroy christian america we've had him on to talk about both of those books whenever i can get david on i get david on because david has seen it all from all sides david let me ask, ask this is it not amazing to you that 1984 that great book written by uh, Huxley. I mean, we we look back at it and we go, "Wow, how how it is really happening in front of our eyes now." Yeah, Ministry of Truth, which tells lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom is uh, freedom. Freedom uh, is slavery. Yeah, freedom well, is slavery. Say about America, I've got a chapter in my book Blitz too on this this terrible attack on America. Look. The politically incorrect reality uh, is that black Africans enslaved blacks sold them at auctions to Europeans. Uh, They were brought over to North America. Um, 
And then along came a group of white Americans, Christians actually, who said uh, all men are created equal and have a God-given right to liberty. And that was in 1776. 87 years later, the slaves were freed and freed throughout the Western Hemisphere in large part of, of the Americans. Um, and yet you have Al Sharpton saying white, white America has had its knee on the neck of blacks for 400 years. It takes you back to 1619. Well, it's the New York Times that wants to change our birth date from 1776 to 1619 because these leftist racists, they're anti-white racists, they're anti-Americans, um, they want to tar and feather this country. So anytime you hear somebody talk about 200 years of slavery or 400 years, it's just a lie. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and it's a denial of the fact that 350,000 mainly white Union soldiers gave their lives to free the slaves. If every black person in America who has a, a slave ancestor is free because of white Christian males, actually. That's, that's the politically incorrect truth. Nobody uh, wants to say it because if you say it, you get canceled. Well, it was it, it, it was amazing the other day. It showed the protester, Black Lives Matter protester, spray painting a colonial figure uh, in Philadelphia. That colonial figure happened to be an abolitionist. They don't no, even they, they don't even know history. Of, they want to get rid of Jefferson and Washington. And the, the thing is that the, that wretched witch. Nancy Pelosi, she supports all this. Oh, yeah. You know, erasing our history, that's what communists do. That's what the Nazis did. That's what the book burning was about. And the, the Democrat Party is today a racist party, and it's a fascist, or if you like, communist party. There's really no difference between communists and fascists. Yeah, I was just called out. I said Huxley was the author in 1904. No, of course, Orwell. Orwell. Yeah. Orwell. Uh, who hated the communists. As a good guest, I did correct you. You did good. You did good. Yeah, it was Orwell. And, uh, you know, Orwell, of course, hated the communists, and that's what 1984 was all about. Uh, yeah. he, he would need to wake up now as a good socialist and understand what socialism is doing to the world as well. Uh, talk about the growing secularization of America and what it's doing to our country. Well, I hate religion. Christian and uh, they hate Jews. The left, the left is is the uh, you know it's a fountain of anti-Semitism. Um, but they hate Christ, the Judeo-Christian tradition, shall we say, the Bible, um, because America was founded by Protestant Christians. Ninety-eight percent of the settlers and the creators of the Constitution of the Declaration were Protestants, um, and they had this radical idea uh, that, that, well, the radical idea is that all men are created equal and that they had a God-given right to liberty, and that included black slaves, um, which is why we led the world uh, in abolishing slavery. But what they hate about America is those freedoms that Protestants gave us. 
They hate the First Amendment. Um, as, as you know, I mean, we have, you know, we have this scourge of fascism where, you know, there's, you get a certain bit of uh, what the Germans call schadenfreude or joy in others' misery when you see these liberal editors getting having to resign because they said something politically incorrect and weren't pure enough. But it's really frightening for the whole country. Uh, as you know, a top New York Times editor was forced to resign for printing an op-ed by Tom Cotton, the yeah. editor Amazing. the Republican Center from Arkansas. Now that shows you where this is heading. Everybody who disagrees with them, they denounce as a racist, no matter what you actually are. Yeah, it's, um, it's the way they are. To obliterate, to obliterate you, they're fascists. Yeah, I'm and, with you. And, and this Antifa, these Antifa anarchists, um, you know, um, what's it, Keith Ellison, who was the head of the DNC and is now the Attorney General of Minnesota, is a big supporter of, of Antifa, as is his son, who's the key guy on the uh, Minneapolis City Council. The Democratic Party is a threat to this country like we've never seen before. All right, David, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you being on with me today. Some other things you'll find out when you read Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. The nine biggest dangers to America that the left poses. You'll talk about, uh, you know, how patriotism suddenly becomes white nationalism. uh, What Obama's agenda was and continues to be and how the former president casts a much greater shadow over Trump's political woes than you ever imagined. It's all part of this new book. And David, congratulations on another bestseller, and we look forward to having you on again in the future. Okay, thank you. We'll talk to you later. David Horowitz here on The Dave Ellswick Show, New York Times bestselling author. Everything he writes turns to gold. And uh, to the person who wrote to me and asked me, Uh, Do we believe that the left will use hate crime legislation against uh, Christians? Uh, I think if you read, listen between the lines of what David was saying about what the left is up to, you would have to say yes. All right. Duck and Joe are up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You want to know about what's wrong with your car? Here will be your opportunity to call in 823-0965. Wednesday show here on the Dave Ellswick show and of course on Wednesdays uh, beside just having uh, Congressman French Hill in we typically have Duck and Joe in talk about cars Joe uh, is not going to be here today Uh, he had some uh, and I use this I I always like to say this and then I, I tell the story minor surgery and of course it's minor surgery only if it's not happening to you. 
uh, yeah. and he had some minor surgery, and he overdid it yesterday. And uh, Duck and I are hoping that he didn't cause himself some problems by, you know, maybe opening up some internal stitches or something. Yeah, he said it was swelled a little bit this morning, so he was going to stay home, and and it's probably a good thing. And take, yeah, I don't want him in here if he's feeling no. bad. And that's not that's not why we do this show. And uh, so anyway, hopefully Joe will return to be with us uh, next Wednesday uh, here during our our car and truck segment with him and and Duck. But Duck is here. Miss Susie, get him straight. (laughs) Well, she'll definitely. (laughs) She'll she'll get him lined down. She's giving him a cold compress today and telling him to keep it on to get the swelling down. And don't you move. Prop your feet up in there and sit there. Yeah, I can can hear Susan. Mm -hmm. And Susan can probably whip his butt to be honest with you. uh yeah <laughs> yeah just be honest kind of like around my with, house with everybody yeah same way in my house too all right so uh 823-0965 you have a question uh for duck about your automobile your pickup truck uh your 18 wheeler he can answer questions about gas burners and diesels as well so if you have a diesel and you're having any problems, he'll be happy to talk to you uh, about those uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, over the last couple of weeks on the Saturday show and then on, uh, we've talked a little bit about this on Wednesday show, uh, it's gotten hot now. I mean, it's hot, hot out. Yes. And, and I warned, humidity is killing people right yeah, now. Well, I warned everybody to come see you guys. Yep. About a month ago, saying you could get in and that no problem about your uh, your air conditioner, and now if you got a problem, you're going to have to wait. Usually, yeah, uh, we're running on small stuff. I can get you in in a day or two, but big stuff, I'm running a week to ten days behind on big stuff. Wow, I've got two motor jobs going right at the moment. I've I've got uh, four sets of injectors to put in this week. You know, it's just. Uh, time of the year dave well the injectors i mean look when they pull in the cab to do that and they got to remove the cab to be able to do the work on a 18 wheeler that's an all-day haul yeah and it fills fills the whole place up yeah and and i got one off the interstate yesterday the highway patrol guy called me the dot boys called me said hey can you come down and look at her truck it won't move and and he's in a construction zone, right in a curve. Oh and Lord! And they've got the road narrowed down to two narrow lanes right there. And so I go down there, and, and the guy points, and I look across. I squat down there and look up under it, and I tell him, I said, "Kick the power biter in. We're gonna get it off the road." The guy said, "The power biter don't work. Ain't never worked in this truck." Uh uh-uh. So we got traffic blocked. I mean, he's sitting in the road. We got traffic blocked. It won't move. And so I call Newcomb, the wrecker. So he comes out there with a big record. We'll finally get hooked to it. Finally get the people where we can get it to get it moved, you know, get it off the interstate. We'll get it up the road there about two miles and get it set, you know. And I told the DLT guy, I said, look, we're going to come back about 7 o'clock last night and we're going to move it to the shop. I said, I don't want to take a chance right now, this wheel, because they're on a wheel bearing out is what's happened to it. And the wheel walked out about three inches. And I said, look, you know, and it's loaded with uh, seven new uh volvos okay you know and i said look i don't want to take a chance this wheel coming off and we got the whole interstate blocked again so we moved it parked it on side of the interstate and left it until about seven last night but there again 
if you if you are running down the interstate, do not ride beside eighteen wheeler. Because if something happens to him, he ain't nothing but a steering wheel holder then. And if you're sitting running up beside him at eighty mile an hour or seventy mile an hour, and this wheel comes off, you're dead. Yeah, just it's gonna go through your vehicle. Push down on your accelerator and go around. Either go around or back off and get away from him. Yeah. Uh, you know, my wife it used to be the world's worst. She'd ride right upside him, and I'd scold Teresa, "Honey, get away from him." They can't control. You know, they're running down the road at eighty thousand pounds. They blow a front tire. All they're going to do is ride till it stops. And it may be across the top of you. Yeah, and if it's the right front, they're pulling to your lane. Yeah, and there's no telling where it's going to go. I mean, because it's just basically all they're doing is holding on to the steering wheel, hoping, hey, I hope this thing comes to a stop. Right. Without killing somebody, you know, or, you know, and there again, just be mindful on the interstate, most especially in the construction zone, because you don't have no place to go. You know, on a regular interstate you got a little bit of movement you can run somewheres but you know when you got two narrow lanes and you got a wall on each side kind of like the wall of death you know in Conway at uh, jacksonville well we got it out there now for five miles yeah you guys got what we had for a couple of years when they were working on 67 and they're running way behind are they really they're about 11 months behind you know they they got 67 done fairly well after the first construction crew was let go because they were falling way behind they got another construction crew in there and uh they they went yeah, hyper speed yeah they went on and that's what this uh uh this new guy that's take this took it over here a month or so ago he's fixed to start working 24 hours a day oh they're gonna go to night get, time too. yeah well they've been working a little bit at night but they're gonna work day and night now trying to get it caught back up you know where they can because they was already supposed to have all the traffic on the westbound lane, mm-hmm. eastbound and westbound, and we ain't even close to that. Not yet. happening. Nope. Not happening. Yet. But Dave, I got a, I got a story about a friend that's got a motorhome. Okay, let's hear it. So he calls me. He said, "Hey, I, I got him a motorhome to go go on vacation. Get down the road, transmission light comes on. Oh, and I said, "All right." I said, "It's a push button. It's got reverse, neutral, and drive." I said push the two arrows hold them down at the same time until until the mode light comes on when a little mode light comes on let up on them tell me what it says and he pushes it and he lets up on it he said it's got two star looking we call them cat eyes he said it's got two star lookings up on it i said all right it's lost the 12 volts from the batteries to the tcm so oh jeff monk which you know where he's he's in with the bumper to bumper down on the other side of pine bluff so jeff goes over there we talked back and forth, me and Jeff, and I'm telling him, Jeff, it's got bad voltage to the battery. It don't have full 12 volts to feed the battery, the TCM, you know, because all TCMs or ECMs or body control module has battery power, has ignition power. And his had ignition power, but it had battery voltage, but it didn't have, when you put a 12-volt test light on it, it wouldn't burn it, but it showed to have 12 volts in it. Okay. I said, Go to the batteries, clean the batteries. You got a bad connection at the battery, something other in the middle there. So he worked on it, worked on it. I said, well, I don't, the batteries look new in it. Ding light come on. I called a guy. I said, have you just put new batteries in this thing? Yeah, they just put them in there last week. Uh-oh. Well, they had messed one of the terminals up that feeds the battery, the 12 volts to the battery. When Monk finally found it, they had put a new terminal in on it and taped it. 
and didn't pull the tape back off before they put it on the battery. So it's not making any connection. No, wasn't making no. It had just enough that it it did. You put a voltmeter on it, it showed twelve volts. But when you try to run twelve volts out of it, it wouldn't burn twelve volt test light. So he pulled off the tape, reconnected it, and bingo. Yep. And he called me. Jeff called me. He said, hey, "You was right." I said, "I kept telling you, it's it's somewhere. It's lost it." And and you know he fought this thing for two or three days off and on you know he'd work on it a while and wow and he'd walk off from it and you know and he'd call me hey i've done this and this didn't work i've done this you told me to do this and finally i sent uh his son his uh a parts runner guy come by and got my computer with the allison automatic transmission on it and i said look and tell me what it is so he tells me what code it is it's 3152 code and i said it's lost battery voltage from the battery to the tcm I said, just overlay the wire, put a new wire on. And that he was he went in there to overlay the wire, and that's when he found. And he found the tape because the clamp was covering up the tape. Yep. And pulled the tape wow. off of it, tightened, put it back on there and tightened it up. But there again, Dave, it was called by a human hand mm-hmm. by not paying enough attention when he put it on there. But there's another example when we talk about, you know, doing uh, – uh, a scan with a tool using your scanning tool it told you what the problem was but it didn't tell you what was causing the problem or where it was at yeah but that you had to know where to go look and find figure it out and, and there again they that is this trial and error you go here you start at the batteries then you work your way forward to the tcm and if you get to the tcm and it don't have the 12 volts either you got it at the bad you got a bad spot at the battery or somewhere in the middle there you got a broke wire instead of spending hours looking for the hours just replace it you make you what you call a twisted pair i just gonna say and you put it in there and you pin the computer and you put pins on the end of it you pin it in the computer run it to the battery and put your island on it tie it to the wire harness because you may spend hours and hours and then when you find it it'll take you about two minutes to fix it but But, you got a still because of labor charged for the hours yeah and the the customer is not going to be appreciative of that. And you can overlay it and be done with it in a couple hours. Yeah. You know. So save maybe three or four or five hours of uh, oh, labor. Yeah, three or four, five, six hundred dollars, you know. That's what I'm without saying. Without any trouble, you know. So so about that, David, this woman right here, this guy right here has got a Toyota Camry LE4, four-cylinder, 2.4. Accelerator pedal won't rev the motor up. I accidentally used a booster to jump it off, hooked it up backwards. I replaced the blowed alternator fuse, and now the engine won't rev up. What else may I have screwed up? You have burnt the ECM up on it, and you probably burnt the throttle, the throttle module up on it. We're talking money here. A couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Time We're it's all said done. A couple thousand dollars, and so you know, that's why we always <laughs> say here on the show. You guys say, don't jump your car anymore. I don't loud. I have jumper boxes. Because I don't allow nobody to jump off of my truck or any of the other pickup because you can just hook them up right and arc them, and you can blow the ECM on them. And not hook them up backwards, just arc them. And that's why we use a jump box. It's got a switch on it. We hook them up and bump the switch and turn it on. You don't have no arc in. Okay, understand a jump box is a box that holds a charge, and you charge off of it, not yes. off your battery. It has a, bat- it has a lithium battery in it. And you can buy them in different places for anywhere from $50 to $75, mm-hmm. just a little old box, and you hook it up in 
as long as it's charged up, it, it'll jump a car off with a dead battery. It also run your cell phone. Yeah, it has a cell phone charger hookup. You can hook to it. You can run a flashlight off of it. I mean, it's it's all kind of stuff, and you can buy them. Now, the one I got, they're three hundred dollars, you know, but you can buy the cheaper version of it, anywhere from fifty to seventy five dollars. Yeah, it's it's not necessary to have the heavy duty one that yeah. that Duck has. Here's the key, though: when the weather starts getting cold or the weather gets really immensely hot. You got to take it out and check it every once in a while. Make sure it's still charged yep. up. And and most all of them have a button you can push on the side, and it tell you if it's hundred percent charged. If it's not hundred percent charged, put it back on the charger. And ninety nine percent of them charge off cigarette lighter plug. Yeah. Now mine, it'll charge off cigarette lighter plug, but it also, you know, I got mine. They hook up on battery power, and we leave them hooked up all the time. And mine weighs oh ten or twelve pounds. Because my I got mine, they'll jump eighteen water off too. Now, just remember what Duck is saying, and Joe has said it, and you've heard other, uh, you know, bumper-to-bumper certified service center owners, Kenneth Sullivan and others, have all told you, do not jump off of your battery anymore. There's just too many, uh, you know, too many computers involved. Too much electrical can be burned up instantly. And and they hooked the batteries, they hooked them up backwards. They put the positive on the negative, negative on the positive, and... It burns all kind of stuff up. Yeah. When you backfeed voltage into everything backwards, it don't like it. I found a Walmart bag this weekend in my garage. I was kind of rearranging, and I'm I'm going to get me uh, a small one of those small things that you can throw junk in and uh, come and haul it away. Uh, so you know I got to do that because I got a lot of junk. But uh, I was looking at it, and I go, "What is that?" <laughs> and I looked at it, and it was a pair of twelve foot jumper cables. I had got, I had taken them out of my car because I won't use them I anymore. I don't carry them in my truck. I, I carry a jump box in my truck. Yeah, if somebody says, "Say, hey, can you give me a jump?" I don't walk up to them with jumper cables no. anymore. I have a little box of my own yep. that I, I walk up to them and they look at me and say, "What's that?" You know, and I explain <laughs> yeah. it to them. It's it's better than having jumper cables. Yeah, I, like I say, I don't carry jumper cables in my trucks you know we carry a jump box we go out somewhere we have a jump box in a truck all right if you got a question 823-0965 823-0965 that's the number to get to us duck is here to take your questions today joe will be back next wednesday it's the dave ellswick show 101.1 fm uh the answer time for traffic and weather all right we continue here on the dave ellswick show uh, of course uh, Duck is here. He'll answer your car questions, uh, whether it's uh, about a gas burner or a diesel, whether it's a sedan or an 18-wheeler. All those in between, he covers those as as well. Justin has a 1989 Ford LTD Crown Victoria LX 8-cylinder, 5-liter engine on it, says, I have an 89 Crown Vic. I replaced the battery, ignition coil, and a couple relays, but the engine won't start. Power is getting to the coil, but it's not making a difference. What's my problem? Well, Dave, I'm going to say he's done all of that and everything. That's 89 Crown Vic. Underneath the middle of the dash, it has a what they call ignition start relay. 
they've been known to go bad on them things the way they was designed right they're turned upside down if you get any moisture in the car it goes right down into them and stops them um by because he said he's replaced a battery ignition coil and a couple early lays but yeah. i bet he hadn't replaced the one in the middle of the dash okay it's right kind of where the where the ashtray you know used to be it's right up underneath the dash tucked up underneath there upside down and when you replace it turn it over and tie it up there and leave it turned over don't turn it don't put it back like it was and if that's not the problem that's obd1 connection there's very few people that has those computers anymore right uh but by him i'd like to know why he replaced the battery and why he replaced the ignition coil and the relay did he have his problem before or did his problem start after he replaced the battery yeah because i'm wondering he you know would it crank and not start and then he replaced the battery yeah you know i would think that wouldn't be the first thing you'd replace if no. it's cranking no and, and there again they were some tests they need to do it could be not having no fuel pressure that thing let's see that's 89 model it ought to have uh, let's see here 89 about 16 pound of fuel pressure 16 to 17 pound of fuel pressure to make it start it's a 31 year old car i know <laughs> but there, even my car is not that old yeah and there again you know if he'd give one of us a call me call me joe or or any of the certified you know the bumper bumper certified centers we'll all give you you know we'll help you out you know but there's some other questions we need to know along here because it could be simple as the fuel pump bad in it could be simple as a fuel pump relay it could be the start relay you know the ignition run relay just give us a call and we'll see about taking care of you yeah they they'll, they'll put something on they'll put a computer on it and the computer will take them uh won't tell them exactly i mean it's not like you need to change this part and blah 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 it doesn't do that it gives you an idea where to start your search all right eight two three oh nine six five and another thing and question about that is dave that's obd1 connector it don't have a whole lot of information in it so you got to do a little bit more testing and to figure out what's going on with it so it's kind of like uh, one of those testers that you get at the parts place well i mean there is information you can look at <laughs> but in that 89 crown Beck, it could be simple as a as the crank as the crank sensor right. it does have one but you know if you'll give one of us a call you know We'll get you took care of. They'll help you out. Yes. Don't turn down free help. They'll give you free help as well. Getting that right now. And uh, this, you know, bumper-to-bumper certified service guys come in all the time. And uh, we do Joe and Duck on Wednesdays. I've been doing that for nearly 18 years. And then you've got uh, the bumper-to-bumper certified service center guys coming on on Saturdays at uh, at nine o'clock and we'll have them on and i'll be with you on saturday with them right now though we got to get you sean hannity he's ready to give you his morning update let's do that right now on the dave ellswick show all right lines are open if you got a question for duck you can call right now get on 823-0965 823-0965 and he'll answer uh your your question all right i want to talk about this aj question that we have in front of us it's a 1999 chevy c1500 a suburban base eight cylinder 5.7 liter 
The difference between the four-wheel drive and two-wheel uh, two drive inner tie rods ends for 1999 Suburban. And it says, I ordered the parts online, didn't notice till the part came in that I ordered the inner tie rod for the four-wheel drive 99 Suburban, yet I have the two-wheel drive model. The part numbers are one off. And uh, will the parts I received be fine for a two-wheel drive? No. Yeah, I'm just thinking one's for two-wheel, one's for four-wheel, dude. The four-wheel's going to be a heavier setup. Okay. It'll probably go on there, but it won't work right. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's one on here, too, Dave, I was looking at. This guy right here, this is Justin. He's got a 2006 Chevrolet Silverado 1500 604.3. What all should I fix, replace? What would be the minimum repair be? Are the two problems related? The driver's side front wheel shakes and vibrates at 50 miles an hour, but gets smoother around 65. I've already had the tires balanced and problem didn't get much better. Gets worse when turned slightly to the right, Dave. Okay. Gets worse when turned slightly to the right or when using the brakes over 40 mile an hour. The car doesn't shake much when turning slightly to the left. That's a telltale sign. Okay. It needs a left wheel bearing. All right. It's a it's a uh what they call a uh sealed wheel bearing deal. Mm-hmm. Takes four bolts, take it off, put it on. Anytime you go down the road and you can ease your steering wheel to the left and it shakes and it stops the noise or starts you, you can hear that little bit of noise in it, yeah. it needs a right wheel bearing. If you turn it to the right and it does it, it needs a left wheel bearing. And that's the problem he's got, and and that is one of the typical things when you get about forty mile an hour. It has a kind of like a tar out of balance, or if you hit the brakes real hard, it's because the bearing has slack in it and the wheel starts wobbling back and forwards. Put a put a wheel bearing in it, you'll cure your problem. All right. And look, there's two sets of wheel bearings. There's what they call a used car wheel bearing and a good wheel bearing. <laughs> The used car one would be about a hundred and thirty or forty dollars. Okay, you'll get about a year out of it before it goes bad again. The good one is about two hundred and thirty dollars, but you'll get ten or twelve years out of it. Do the math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know, the math. And just buy your goodwill bearing. Go to bumper to bumper. Any of the bumper bumper stores, they have the good one. They also have the cheap one. Don't get me wrong. They have the cheap one too. But the cheap one, you'll get about a year out of it, and you'll start this all problem over again. Sometimes you only have enough money to go for a year. Sometimes and if you've you do, got the money that's great to do too. it. You know, uh, you know, I'm just telling you, there's two options out there. Make sure you explore both options. And, and if you can't afford the second option, I understand. I do put the cheap one on every once in a while because that's all people can afford. Right. And I don't mind telling them, you know, uh, without any problem. All right. Let's go to the phones. We got some folks calling in while I'm talking to you. We'll start off with Bob and Benton. Hey, Bob, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. What's your question for Duck? Well, I've got kind of a general question. I'm an independent dealer, and I've been doing this for 26 years. I hear stuff from other dealers at the auction sometimes. Oh, don't buy that thing. They're bad about this or they're bad about that. I was wondering over the years, is there any publication out there, whether it's online or paper, that would show the most vehicles 
to get worked on. Like they have a list that shows this one gets worked on least of any. I'm talking about manufacturer, but not necessarily a model. But, I mean, I like Toyotas. It seems like I have less work to do on them to get them ready to sell when I buy them at the auction than I do anything else. Now, it, it may change over the years. I know they were the number one manufacturer for a while, and I'm not promoting Toyota. But I just had better luck with them. But uh, I'm just wondering if Duck might know from his experience, does he work on uh, some vehicles way less than others? I'd be the ones that I'd want to buy at the auction because I get tired of buying stuff that looks like it's road ready. And it ain't. You get them back there and you got to spend $1,500 to get them ready to sell, you know? Yes, sir. And and there again, the Ford trucks with a 6.4 liter engine in them, the diesels, run. Don't yep. even think about them. Take off running. I've heard that. I've uh, heard they're, that. they're notorious. You may buy that thing, and it sounds good at the auction, and it'll blow up before you get home with it. That's why. Oh, yeah. There, there is no rhyme or no reason. When one of them comes in the shop, I just cringe because, I, you know, they're just they're – just, they didn't make them but two years. That tells you how bad they are. Oh, eight. I'm more of a Cummins guy when it comes to diesels. Yeah, and, and there again – you got to watch the Cummins, too, the newer Cummins, because they have injector problem along with the GM, along with the new 674, the 66 Duramax, and the 67 Cummins. They all use the uh-huh. same high-pressure fuel pump, the same set of injectors. They're all made by the same people, which is Boss Corporation. And when you're uh-huh. going down the road at, at 36, 38,000 pounds of fuel pressure beating on that injector, they just don't hold up. I mean, using it about 130, 140,000 miles, you're going to put a set of injectors in it. You know, that's far not cheap, is probably is it? Uh, do what now? Say again, Bob. I said that's not cheap. Probably is it? Mm, no, sir. If it's just a set of injectors, would us say for instance six six Duramax on a would us go with a thirteen? You know, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You're looking at uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of four thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! You know, I don't do many diesels. I'm I'm mainly. I mainly gas burners, trucks, and SUVs, and a few cars. But I was just curious if there was any publications out there would show you from mechanics that actually do the work. Far as I know, they work on the most and the least. You know, far as I know, there's nothing out there on the market that would tell you that. Usually, you just have to call around and say, "Hey, uh, you know, what's what's your number one working on right now?" You know, and, and yeah. right now, I've, we've you know, uh, Chevrolet makes the little Chevrolet car with a little uh, 2.4 in it. Mm -hmm. I've got one out there right now with 41,000 miles needs a motor in it. I'll be dang. I've got a Veloster right now with 75,000. It needs a motor in it. You know, Hyundai uh, Veloster. Yes, sir. Apparently uh, they tell me that you can't even already buy the parts for it for some reason, but they say try to find a motor, but oh boy. Here's, here's Here's what you do, Bob. You call Duck. Before you buy a car, and he'll 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 give you his uh, his experience with it. How's that sound? But but there again, you know, it's kind of like a pig in a poke. You know, when when you buy something, you just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know. You don't know till you get it home. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate right. it. If you need any help, thank you. Right. The shop. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Good question. We get Corey. Corey's in Little Rock. Hey, Corey. How are you? What's your question for Duck? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, hey, Doug. Um, so I have a 2010 Ford Mustang, uh, about 148,000 miles on it. So I keep having a re- recurring problem. Uh, 
the car will want to, it will just start and then just start jerking as if it's not getting, like it won't, it don't want to, it don't want to go. So I had it tested and the guy said it was an EGR valve. Uh, I think he said something else was like a throttle body. And I can't name the other thing that it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. But then he told me I've already had it replaced. It was brand new because it had been done doing it before. Mm-hmm. You know if uh, they claim the throttle plates on it? They said that they did. Okay. Go ahead now. Um, so I'm not really sure. Like the, the I know the indication that it's going to start uh, malfunctioning, that the air will turn really warm and the air will stop working. Um, like on the air conditioner? Blow heat. Right. Yes, sir. It'll blow heat. Um, that's how I know it didn't start jerking, and then it, uh, if it sits idle for too long, it just turns off. Yeah, the reason it's the air conditioner starts blowing heat out of it, when the computer senses that something's going on with it, it'll turn the AC compressor off. Uh, does the check engine light come on on it? Yes, sir, it does. Okay, so it's got a code in it. Where are you located at? I'm in Little Rock. All right. Either go over to Joe's over Joe's garage and let him scan it and because without scanning it and knowing exactly what code's in it, and you, we can pull it up and scan it and look at it and tell you what's going on and, and get you, tell you what you need to do to it, besides just throwing parts at it. Sound like someone just threw parts at it. And what it sounds like is going on with it, you may have a have a crank sensor that's messing up in it. Uh, it's it's not reading like it ought to be reading by what you're describing, and when it gets hot, it just shuts off. When it shuts off, right. will it start right back up? It really start right back up, but it's a hard start. Had to had to spin over for a long time. No, it doesn't spin over. Just kind of like an aggressive start. It's not like normal. Okay, like it cuts right back on, but it just it sounds funny. I I play yards. You've got problems with the crank sensor or a cam sensor, something in that neighborhood. Without knowing what you don't know what codes in it, do you? Haven't had it code tested, have you? Uh, no. I, only decided when I took it to uh, a local shop here, and they just said it's reading the EGR valve and the throttle body, which them parts are brand new because I just, just, just bought it maybe like four four months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I still say we need to get it tested, put it on the computer, and, and look at the whole information on it, not just look at the code to go through. and, and well, See, you can pull the throttle plates up and look at them and see what they're doing. You can pull the EGR valve, and you can command it to come off and on, to open and close. And you can see if it's, it's if it's doing that. It could have had a piece of carbon broke loose and got under it. You know, but there again, you need to take it to a shop, and let's let's do a little scanning and a little looking at it. Okay, you said Joe's Garage. Yes, sir, you can go to Joe's, or you can go to Ryan's out off of, of uh, Chanel. In, any, just pull up uh, bumper-to-bumper certified centers, and any of us can look at you and, and help you out. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. It. We do appreciate Thanks you. For Thanks call. for calling. Thanks for calling in. Anytime you got a problem, you can call here on a Wednesday during the 8 o'clock hour, and Joe or Duck would be happy to help you out. 823-0965. Got to take our break. If you have a question, it's now or never. 823-0965 for the Dave Ellswick Show and Duck here on uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Let's finish it up for today uh, with uh, Duck from uh, Duck's Garage down in in Benton. Jim is in Benton. Hi, Jim. How are you? Welcome to the show. Doing great. Enjoy your show. Thank you. What's your question for the Duckster here? I've got an O2 F-150, and uh, uh, 
I think I've got blend door problems. I think it's pretty common on those trucks. But yes, sir. The the little blend door motor there at the bottom, it it's working properly, uh, but I can't get it to, you know, it won't switch to uh, the different modes. It won't come out of the vents, come out of different vents. Is that what you're saying? It, right. It, it, I can't go from uh, hot to cold. I can't go from uh, vent to uh, defrost. I can't, it won't do any. It doesn't do any. It just blows out to out the vents only. Yeah. It's. Do you hear when you when you first go out and, and turn and start it up? Do you ever hear a clicking noise? Uh, no, I haven't noticed that. It, it's got a blend air door motor, probably bad on it. With this, it's that thing. That's a O2 model. It should have. Is it? Is it got the a climate control air on it? Or it's just got regular air. Just regular air. It should have two blend door motors on it. Should be one on the bottom, one up on the top. The one up on the top is what's going to switch everything around. The one on the bottom, it opens the outside air and lets outside, and you know, in, you know, or shuts it off and makes it racer. Yes, sir. Yeah. But it's got a blend okay. air door motor mat in it. Uh, most of them are somewhere around forty dollars to fifty dollars, and usually it takes a couple hours to put it in. And the uh, that's an old two model. It shouldn't have to be programmed. Uh, some of them did have to, but if that's just a regular air conditioner, you shouldn't have to program it. You know, just tell it where it's at is basically all you do. Hey, I'm 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 at this position, so then that makes it work. But you'll spend a couple of three hundred dollars time it's all gets said and done. Well, I'm seeing horror stories on YouTube and all. I know that YouTube's not the end all or anything, but uh, uh, they're talking about a a day taking the dash completely out and if it's just a blend door motor, you can most of the time you can take the radio out. Take the glove box out and stick one hand through one hole, and you can change it. It is a little pain in the butt, but a lot of times you can change it. You know, uh, unless someone's been in there before, you know, and, and stripped the screw out or something or another, you can. But like I say, if you don't, you do have to pull the dash out of it to get in there to it. But Tim, a lot of times he can pull the radio out and pull the glove box out, and he can change them in a couple of hours. Great. Do you do that at your place? Yes, sir, I do. Okay. If you just well, give I us know a call, I heard y'all earlier saying that your air condition, you're you're really booked up good. But yes, sir. And I'm not in any hurry on it. It's a if, it's a secondary vehicle, you know. So if you'll call the shop, seven seven eight two. Can we get on your list? Yes, sir. And just call the shop and talk to Blake uh, Russell. He's on vacation. He'll be back tomorrow. But if you just call the shop and talk to Blake, he'll get you on the list, and we'll get you in there the next day or two. Something like that. We use and get you in in a couple of days and get you out. Great. Just right. call, talk to Blake, and, or I'll be back. You know, once I get off the radio, I'll be back to the shop. And but if you call, we'll get you a appointment set up, and you can drop it off, and we'll get you took care of. All right, thank you so much. Thank and you. I wanted to put in a good word for the local bumper to bumper dealer, Evans Auto Parts. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been doing business with them for thirty five years. So, so you've yeah. put up with Mike and them all that long, huh? <laughs> I know, I know them all well. They put up with me. <laughs> all right. More like it. All Thank right, you, Jim. You guys. Enjoy your show. Bye. Appreciate you. you for listening. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you later. All right. We appreciate his call today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm looking at the time. We got about four minutes. All right. Dave. So if somebody wants to call eight two three zero nine six five, we'll get we'll slide you in. Just before we get to the finish line, eight two three oh nine six five. You have to call right now. Talk to Duck. 
What did you want to talk about? I've, I've seen one of these in here I wanted to discuss while we was here. Okay. Hold on. Let me find it. We got a bunch of questions from listeners. Yeah. so we. This one here is yeah. on a 2002 Honda. Okay. Here we go. This is a common occurrence. My key won't turn ignition all the way on. I can take it out. Can can I take out the lock cylinder and remove the wafers, which is the little brass pins that right. tells it how to start, and it still works. My ignition has been acting funny for a while. It's taken some finesse to get it to turn over, and now it finally stopped. I can turn the key to where it will turn the accessories on, but as far as it will go, I tried a lot of tricks to no avail. I wonder if I could pull the wafers from the cylinder lock. Most likely, Dave, it's going to be a bad key. Okay. Uh, this guy's name's Steven. If you got a new key, put a new key in it, and you'll probably cure your problem. Dave, have, how many times have you seen people walk in with a key ring full of keys? They go down the road swinging back and forth the whole time you're driving. Right, yeah. It wears the little knots out. If you look at a key has cut, that's not a laser cut key. That's just a regular cut, you know, notch key. And what it does is it wears it down, and then it gets where it won't start. That's why I tell people, I've got them come in there, Dave, and it'll weigh three pounds stuff hanging on the ignition key. Yeah, I took all that kind of stuff off my keychain. I have my key. I have a fob that gets me into the building, and that's it. That's it. That's that's all you need on there. And But, Stephen, find you a new key. I'm sure if he owned it since 2002, he's probably got another key. If don't, go to Honda. Take your registration in there. Say, hey, my name is Stephen. Here's my registration. They will cut you a key right there. And program it. And program And that will probably stop your problem. Or call AAA lock or bills lock or somebody like that they'll come out and cut you a key right there on the job and program it right there for you it's probably got a bad key yeah everything's my computer now yes sir everything's talking to everything else and if something happens that cuts the the lines of communication you're going to be sol exactly that means simply if i don't talk to you and you don't talk back to me we're not we're not going to let nothing happen yeah you know that's the same way a car. They got they got transmission computer, ECM. They got a body control module. They have ABS module. They have seat modules. They have AC modules now on them. And if we all don't talk to one another, somebody ain't talking. The whole show shuts Something's down. Something's messing up on your car. Yes, at that the whole, point. The whole show shuts that's, down. That's the way it goes. Duck, we're out of time. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate you coming by. We hope that uh, Joe will be back. I got one thing to say. Yeah, go ahead. If anybody out there is needing a job that works on 18-wheelers, there we go. I need an employee badly. I need an 18-wheeler employee that can can pick up a laptop and work. And I, I have pay, been told he pays good. I pay good money. I have benefits. I feed you every Friday at lunch. This Friday we're having Riverside Catfish. Hoo-hoo. Uh, come on down and see me. All right. Call Duck. You, you want him to give him a call first? Yeah. Just tell him call me or call the shop. What's the number? It's, uh, 501-778-2886 or 501-607-1965. My cell. If I don't answer it, I'll call you right back. All right. We'll see Duck next Wednesday here on the Dave Ellswick Show.